can set up the stage. So Mercedes was saying that last week we spoke about the, the widow in uh, Nain that Jesus raised her son. Before that was the centurion that came to Jesus and say, you know, uh, say a word and my servant will be healed. Right after these two miracles, now we're trying to follow Jesus from the Synoptic Gospels. John the Baptist sent to Jesus and say, are you the Messiah or should we wait for another? And Jesus sent back and said, yes, look what see and see what's going on. Now we pick up here from verse 20, Matthew chapter 11. Then Jesus began to denounce the towns to which most of his miracles has been performed. In the light of telling John the Baptist that he is the Messiah, and confirming the testimony of God in his life. Now Jesus is, is reflecting now on a different kind of people who have seen his miracles, and that's the towns that did not believe in him. And verse 21, verse 21, Woe to you, Chorazin! Woe to you, Bethsaida! For if the miracles that were performed in you has been performed in Tyre and Sidon, a Gentile cities, they would have repented long ago in sackcloth and ashes. But I tell you, it will be more bearable for Tyre and Sidon in the day of judgment than for you. And you, Capernaum, remember, this is Jesus' headquarters where he does most of his ministry. Will you be lifted to the heavens? No, you will go down to Hades. For if the miracles that were performed in you have been performed in Sodom, it would have remained to this day. But I tell you that it will be more bearable for Sodom on the day of judgment than for you. Now Jesus is moving on. At this time, Matthew tells us, Jesus said, I praise you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because you have hidden these things from the wise and the learned, and you have revealed it to the little one. Yes, Father, for this, for this is what is pleased to you. So what is going on here in verse 20 to verse 24, Jesus is talking about the cities that rejected him. And then in verse 25 and 26, he turned now to the people who actually accepted him. And who accepted the message of Christ? The little ones, the ones who are simple. But the sophisticated and the big towns, big city people, these are the ones who rejected Christ. Now, verse 27 and 20. 28 and 29, that till the end of verse 30, that's where we're going to stop today. All things have been committed to me by my Father. No one knows the Son except the Father, and no one knows the Father except the Son, and those whom the Son chooses to reveal Him. Come to me, verse 28, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Amen? Verse 27, that's where we're going to start today, 27 to 30. These four verses is probably some of the boldest words Jesus has ever uttered throughout the Synoptic Gospels. What are the Synoptic Gospels? Matthew, Mark, and Luke. We're only looking at these three Gospels. These verses 27 to 30 might be the craziest, wildest, boldest words Jesus ever said in these Synoptic Gospels. In verse 27, he says, all things, he starts by saying this, all things have been committed to me by my 
Father. Jesus said something like this at Matthew 28 after the resurrection, before his ascension. He said what? All authority is given to me by my Father. And when he talked about that in Matthew 28, he's talking about every single power in this universe was granted to Jesus by the Father. He could be talking about that here in verse 27 when he said, all things have been committed to me by my Father, but, but I don't think so. I think what Jesus is talking about here in verse 27, all things pertaining to the knowledge of God has committed to Christ himself. Where do we get that from? From the context. Look right at verse 25 and 26. What is Jesus talking about here? He's talking how it has been blinded for those who are sophisticated to see the things of God, but it was given to the little one, the simple ones, that they will know the will and the heart and the person of the Father. It is please God that the little ones should know God this way. And if you pick up from after that phrase in verse 27, it says, No one knows the Son except the Father, and no one knows the Father except the Son. And look at this, and whom the Son chooses to reveal Him. So the context before and after that phrase, the beginning of verse 27, talking about knowing the Father, right? So it makes sense, at least to me, that when Jesus said in the beginning of verse 27, all things have been given to me by my Father, I think it's all things related to knowing God. All things related, pretending to do with the knowledge of the Father. Amen? In other words, Jesus is saying he's the only one who can reveal God to us. Nobody else can. Only Jesus has the authority to show us who God is. Amen? And then Jesus moves this crazy, crazy words that he said. No one knows the Son except the Father, and no one knows the Father except the Son. Now, that part, no one knows the Father except the Son, is not uncommon in the Bible. The idea here is that the Son of God, Jesus, knows God very well to the point that he's the only one qualified to reveal him to us, right? We see that everywhere else in the scripture. John 6, 46. No one has seen the Father except the one who is from God only has the Son, only the one who has seen the Father. And we see it again in John 1.18. So when Jesus said, no one knows the Father except the Son, he's just saying, I'm the only one qualified to show you who the Father is. The crazy part about that statement is not this particular half, but it's the other half. When Jesus said, no one knows the Son except the Father, this is an insane, bold claim from Christ. Look at that. Jesus here is not claiming a unique relationship with the Father. He is claiming an equal relationship with the Father. You guys follow me? Let me say that again. Jesus here is not claiming that his relationship with God, is, the Father, is so unique. He's saying that my relationship with God is this sort of equal, reciprocal, mutual knowledge of each other. 
I am, Jesus said, the son is a mystery to everyone else except the father. And the father is a mystery to, in the same exact way to everybody else except the son. Amen. Jesus here, again, I'm going to say this phrase. Jesus is not claiming a unique relationship with the father. He's claiming an equal relationship with the father. This is one of the claims that Jesus makes in the Synoptic Gospel where he is declaring himself to be equal with God. Simple, loud, and clear. You can't go around that. Amen? Now, that phrase or that uh, claim was also mentioned in Luke 10, 22. Jesus said the exact same thing. Said here in Luke 10, 22, all things have been committed to me by my father. No one knows the son except the father and no one knows the father except the son and those whom the son chooses to reveal. Now, very interesting. The Greek word that Luke used is the word epikineska, which means to know. Now, when Matthew quoted that verse or repeated that verse, he used a word similar, but it's not the same. He didn't use epigenesco. Um, okay, I'm sorry. Luke used genesco. Matthew used a word epigenesco. So Matthew added that introduction, prefix to it. And even though the two words can be synonymous to each other, when Matthew added epi, genesco, epi part, it, it is more perfection of the knowledge. It li literally means to know exactly, to know completely, to know through and through. So Matthew here kind of strengthened the exact same phrase that was mentioned in Luke by claiming that Jesus and the Father has that equal, mutual, reciprocal knowledge of each other because they are co-equal to each other. Amen? Talking about crazy claims that Jesus made. I mean, think of the poor people who would listen to him say this. And they see a person, a human being in front of you, and yet he claims that he is God's co-equal, and they share that back and forth way of knowledge of each other that nobody can ever have, right? Crazy claims, but God in flesh. Amen? And then Jesus continued and said, and those, not just the, the son knows the father in that unique way, but the son can also choose to reveal the father to certain people that the son chooses. It says this, and those to whom the son chooses to reveal him. In that phrase, Jesus claimed two things. Number one, he claimed that he is the revealer of the Father. You can't know God except from Jesus because it is the Son who chooses to reveal the Father to you and me. Amen? So Jesus here is claiming that he is the one who reveals God to us. Pretty common theme throughout the New Testament. But Jesus here is not just claiming to be the revealer. He's also claiming again to be equal with the Father. Where do we get that from? Go back with me to verse 26. Look what Jesus said here. Verse 26. Yes, Father, for this, what is this? That the little ones will know, the little children will know God, right? For this is what was pleasing to you. To who? To the Father. So the fact that the little children will know God is something that is pleasing to the 
father. Now at the very end of verse 27, it says that it is the son who chooses to reveal the father to the little ones. Well, which one is it? Is it the father who's pleasing to reveal himself to the little ones? Or is it the son who chooses the little ones to reveal the father to? Well, it's not either or. It's equal to each other. The father chooses, he pleases to reveal himself to the little ones that Jesus, the son, chooses to reveal the father to them. They're co-equal when it comes to us knowing who the father is. They're just partners in crime in a way. They just do the exact same job. They're co-equal with each other when it comes to that. Amen? So Jesus here is not shy by any stretch of imagination to claim equality with the Father over and over and over again. Amen? And then he continues these claims when he gives you and me a threefold order. He say, come to me, that's verse 28, all you who are weary and heavy laden and I will give you rest. Number two, what's the second command? Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble at heart. So three commands. Come, take my yoke, and learn from me. Come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Insane. Amazing. Jesus has just told us in verse 26 that the little ones are the ones to whom the Father is pleased to reveal himself to them, right? And in verse 27, he told us that these little ones are the ones that the Son chooses to reveal the Father to, right? You will get the impression from verse 25, from verse 26 and verse 27 that God picks up few people and he reveals himself to these few people and everybody pretty much is, is out of luck, right? God chooses people, everybody else too bad, right? But in verse 28, Jesus reversed that and he tells not to the little children, come to me little ones that you have already been chosen. Jesus say, come to me who? All you who are weary and heavy laden. So which one is it? That God chooses people or do people choose God? It's both in the same time. God is sovereign. Everything is under his command and control, but the invitation to come is not exclusive to the few. It's not exclusive to the little ones. It's to every person who is weary and heavy laden. Amen? And I will give you rest. Think about these words. I will give you rest. Again, that's a claim of divinity. Who can give the weary and heavy laden rest? Only God can, right? Can anybody give the weary and heavy laden rest? Nobody can except God. But Jesus here is claiming a function that only God can do. That he's the one who can give rest to the weary and to the heavy laden. Amen? I remember when I was in college back home in Egypt. And my first encounter with the Jehovah Witness. We knocked on a door, 
And a guy opened for us, and we were looking for his brother, but his brother was in home. But the younger brother said, you guys come in, you know, just uh, so it was me and another guy from our church. We go in, we talk to him about Jesus, and we have a wonderful conversation. And then at the very end, he says, we say, let's pray. And he said, I cannot pray with you. And we wondered why. And he said, because you guys are going to pray to Jesus, but I pray to the Father in the name of Jesus. Now, this is a very poor area in my city in Egypt. And I'm thinking to myself, man, this guy is like, he looks poor. He lives in a poor area. He, he has to be a theologian. Because this is like such a deep statement that he made, which is biblically true. But then... We talked more, and the more we talk, we can find that he's a little bit off. He's not right. And then ultimately ask him if he's a Jehovah Witness. I was like, yes, I'm a Jehovah Witness. And at this point, I was like, I was 20 years old, and I got saved at about 15. And since I got saved, I studied about the divinity of Christ and the Trinity and all this stuff. And that was just, I didn't care. You're a Jehovah Witness. Okay, let's, let's go. So I take him on, and I bring one verse after another that shows him from the Bible that Jesus is God. And this guy was so good. Every single verse I bring to him, he has an answer for it. And not just a dumb answer, a good answer. Like, oh, I can see how you can see that, I think to myself. And I left this guy so confused. It's like, is my church teaching me heresies? They're teaching me wrong things? But you know what? When I left that house, I was, remember I was walking on the street and the one thing that held my faith together till I studied everything later and found out the error of their um, theology is that I thought to myself, man, if Jesus is not God, who can he possibly be? I remember that I was a sinner and I called out on Jesus to ask him to forgive me of my sin. And he came through and I, my life has been changed from that day forward. If that is not God, who can he possibly be? Right? And that's kind of what held my faith together till I spent some serious time studying what they're saying. And that claim that Jesus is saying here, come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. I don't know about you, but if this is not God speaking, who would that person be? He has to be God. He either is God or this is some of the craziest claims that you can ever read any book in the world. Amen? Come to me and I will give you rest, all you who are weary and heavy laden. We spoke about this verse back in 2015, but in the light of our sister's testimony, I just want you to think about, like, think about that verse and relate that to her testimony. Before she came to know Christ, wasn't she weary and heavy laden? right? From the guilt and the shame of abortion, misused and abused by other people, weary and heavy laden. What did she do? She came to Christ. And what does Christ do to her? He gave her rest. And that is the exact same invitation. Mercedes, uh, my, our sister's story here is just like an example of what Jesus can do, not just in her life, but with every single life that just comes to Jesus. You give yourself to sin, guess what? You're going to end up being weary and heavy laden, burdened. But if you come, just come to Jesus. He's the only one.
who can give you rest. Just come. Amen? Come to me. But his commands continue to say, take my yoke upon you. Now, Jesus is probably the only one who would say, take my yoke. Because nobody in their right mind will go pick up a yoke, would you? Nobody would do that, right? People put up with a yoke because you don't have any options except to suffer under that yoke. But for you to willingly go and choose to take a yoke upon yourself, that is just crazy. But this is what Jesus is asking you and me to do, to be willing to take his yoke because if you're not willing to take his yoke he is not going to give it to you you have to be willing to follow him you have to be willing to take his yoke you have to be willing to come to him because if you don't want him he will not force himself on you amen now when jesus said take my yoke yoke implies that you're gonna be a slave a servant of jesus you guys are with me this is not Jesus saying, hey, I know you're burdened and heavy laden, the ardent sin, just come to me and we're going to party. No, you're going to pretty much exchange yokes. And instead of the yoke of sin, we're going to take the yoke of Christ. Following Christ is not that you can go around, do whatever you want, because now you are a, ch a child of God and you're going to heaven. Following Christ is a yoke, it is a commitment that you put upon yourself and say, guess what, Jesus, I'm taking your burden, I'm doing it your way, and I'm going to follow you willingly take my yoke upon you amen and learn from me why would Jesus ask us to learn from him because he just told us that he is the only one who knows the father he's the only one who can reveal the father nobody else can nobody else qualified so if you want to know anything everything about god there is only one person that you can learn it from him and that one person is Jesus, learn from me. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me because he's the only one who can show us the heart, the person, and the character of God. And then he said, because I am gentle and humble at heart. Now, gentle and humble at heart, gentle and humble in the scripture can be synonymous to each other. I'm just going to give you one example. In 2 Corinthians 10, 1, here is what Paul said, by the humility and the gentleness, the gentleness of Christ, I appeal to you, I, Paul, who am timid when face to face and but bold toward you when away. At that time, the, 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 the people in the church of Corinth were just complaining against Paul. And he said, man, when Paul is here in person, he's just so timid. He can, cannot put two words together. And now that he's away, he's writing us all these letters and he's just being hard on us. So now he's just quoting their argument back. But he's, uh, my focus is the first part, really. When Paul is appealing to them by what? The humility and the gentleness of Christ. Humility and gentleness are always tied up together. And that's what Jesus was saying here. Learn from me not because I'm arrogant not because I'm the best not because I'm harsh but because I am gentle and humble in heart and when you take his yoke when you come to him with your burden when you take his yoke when you start living and learning from him what's gonna happen to you you will find rest for your soul 
Amen? Rest can only found when you do these three things. When you bring your burden to Christ and you come to him as you are. When you take his yoke, you replace your yoke, the yoke of sin, with Christ's yoke. When you put his yoke and become his slave instead of a slave to sin. And then when you start walking and learning from him every single day. That's only when you're going to find rest for your soul. Amen? For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Now, what does Jesus mean by my yoke is easy and my burden is light? Following Christ, becoming a disciple of Christ, becoming a Christian, it doesn't mean that you go live anywhere you want or do whatever is pleasing to you or whatever is fun to you. As a matter of fact, Jesus already told us that following him is like a narrow gate and a tight road that you have to walk through it. It is not this wide gate. Remember that in the Sermon on the Mount? It's not this wide gate and it is not this broad road where you just come party and have fun because you're living just like everybody else in the world. Following Jesus can be tough. We have seen that in the Sermon on the Mount. Jesus said it's written in the past, don't commit adultery. I say don't even look. Jesus said it's written in the past, don't murder don't kill I say to you don't even hate your brother so following Jesus his yoke and his burden is actually a whole lot more righteousness and a whole lot more holiness than even the Old Testament rules so why is Jesus here saying that it's easy it's not easier it's definitely heavier and harder standard of righteousness that Jesus is asking from us so why? Why is his yoke easy and why is his burden light? For two reasons, two reasons I can think of. Number one reason, because, because of the master character. He just said, I am what? Gentle and humble at heart. Because of who he is, because of his love, because of his grace, because of his mercy, because of who he is as our new master, you're going to find that his yoke is easy and that his burden is light. I'll give you an example. When I got my pharmacy license and I became a pharmacist, I went working for CVS in North Carolina. And I loved, I loved my district supervisor as a pharmacist in CVS. This guy, I was in New Jersey, I called him, I was like, hey, I'm looking for an internship, would you hire me? He's like, yeah, I'll hire you. I go down to North Carolina, I meet with him, he is, he has, I don't know how to describe it, he just has his way. It is not that he let you slack or not do the job that you're supposed to do, but the way he come across is just so gentle. He's firm, but he's gentle. He shows you that he respects you as a person, but in the same time, he shows you what he's expecting from you, and you need to do this stuff. And I tell you, I hate it working for CVS. It's like, it's, it's, it's an awful company to work for if you're a pharmacist, but anyways. But I put up with that as long as I possibly could. And everything in me was willing. I just, man, I don't care if it's this job and stuff. I just love my district supervisor and I want to do a good job for him. You guys are with me? I didn't, I mean, the job was tough, but I just wanted him to be pleased with me because he was always treated me with respect. He always showed me that he cares about me as a person and I would do anything in the world for him. 
because I loved him as a person and how he's treated me. Then I moved on to a different company, and my district supervisor in the new company, she was not a bad person. She was always like righteous in a way, but she has this way about her that she micromanages you. Every time I open my inbox and I see her e email or her name in my inbox, my heart drops. It's like, what did I do wrong this time? And I, I, I did what I needed to do, but it's not like, man, I can't wait to do as the best I can possibly do to please my district supervisor. You guys are with me? That's precisely why Jesus' yoke is easy and why his burden is light. Sin is a cruel master. Satan is a cruel master. The world is a cruel master. If you put yourself under their yoke, they're going to chew you up and they're going to spit you in pieces after they take out everything good in you. That's why their burden, their yoke is heavy. And when you serve sin or Satan on the world, you're going to end up one of those who are weary and heavy laden. Amen? But because Jesus is gentle because he is kind, because he is gracious, because he is full of love and care for you. Doing his work, doing his yoke, it's going to be very easy for you because of the love that he has for you and the love that he put in your heart toward him. Amen? Because we have a gentle, gracious, loving master. That's why his yoke is easy. But number two, his yoke is easy because he'll do the work in you for him. Think about that. He will do the work in you for him. He will come inside of you by his power, by his Holy Spirit, and he will empower you so you can actually fulfill the requirement of his yoke. One of my favorite scriptures in Romans 10, 2-4. Here's what Paul said. Because through Christ, through Christ Jesus, the law of the Spirit who gives life has set you free from the law of sin and death. How many laws are Paul talking about here? Let's read it again. For because of Christ Jesus, the law of the Spirit who gives you life has set you free from the law of sin and death. How many laws? Two laws. There is the law of the Spirit and then there is the law of the sin and death. Now, you would think that after you move out of the law of sin and death, that, hey, life in the spirit is just so free. I can do whatever you want. No, 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 no. It doesn't work this way. Even when you're a Christian, even when you're following Jesus, there is the law of the spirit. Amen? The righteous requirement of God gets even tougher when you decide to follow Jesus. But this law of the spirit sets you free from the law of sin and death. How come? Here he says in verse 3, For what the law... That's God's law, the Old Testament. For what the law was powerless to do because it was weakened by your flesh and my flesh. What is Paul talking about here? Paul is saying, let's take the Ten Commandments. Paul is saying that the Ten Commandments of God, the law of God, don't lie. That law was not able to be fulfilled in you and me because you and me have a sinful nature called the flesh and our sinful nature weakened the requirement of the law that it could not be fulfilled because every time we try we keep on failing amen but that requirement of the law that re requirement of God's law in the old testament did not go away when you come to Jesus but this very requirement God will do in your life look at that God did this very requirement of the law by sending his son in the likeness of sinful flesh to be a sin offering to die for your sin on the cross and so by condemning sin in the flesh 
That's when Jesus died as your substitute. What happened after that? In order that the righteous requirement of the law might be compromised in those. Does it say that? What does it say? Be fully met. See? The requirement, the righteous requirement of the law was not able to be fully met when we were living under the Old Testament because the law was weakened by our flesh. But God did not compromise his righteous requirement. Rather, he empowered us. He lifted us up so he, we can fulfill through his power in us the righteous requirement of the law. Isn't that amazing? This is what Jesus can do for you. That's why his yoke is easy. It's not because the requirement of God now is less. Not that God now is you. Okay. God is okay now with you committing adultery or hating or cheating or stealing or manipulating. God is still not okay with none of that. But now you have a life of Christ inside of you that enables you, empowers you to meet the very righteous, exact requirement of the law of God. Amen? That's why his yoke is easy and his burden is light. Number one, because we have a gracious, kind, merciful master. And once you love him, you'll do anything for him. I promise you that much. And number two, because his power, his life in us will help us to, will lift us up to meet God's requirement, God's righteous requirement of his law. What Jesus is telling us here is this. You can be weary and heavy laden if you commit yourself to the yoke of the sin and the world and Satan. But Jesus is saying today, come to me and change your yoke. Trade up your yoke. Don't keep on suffering and being weary and heavy laden under the heavy yoke of sin. But rather take my light yoke and I will help you to walk the Christian life. Amen? Now, what, what Jesus was saying here, Paul, in an essence, repeated the exact same idea in Romans 6, 16 to 18. Right before Romans 6, 16, Paul has commanded, has written to the Romans saying, Offer your members, the members of your body, as an instrument of righteousness to Christ. And probably some of the Romans, when they read that, it's like, man, that's a means of, I supposed to give my eyes to Jesus, my hands to Jesus, my feet to Jesus, my heart to Jesus. Too much. I don't want to live the, under that kind of yoke. So Paul explains to them now why they should give themselves fully to Christ as instrument of righteousness. Romans 6, 16 to 18. Don't you know, look at this. Don't you know that when you offer yourselves to someone as obedient slave, you are slaves to the one you obey. Paul is telling them, if you don't think that you should give yourself as, as a slave to Christ, I have some bad news for you. You're a slave no matter what. You're a slave no matter who is your master, right? When you give yourself to somebody, you're, you're becoming a slave of that somebody. And he's saying this, whether you were slaves to sin in the past, which leads to death, or slaves now to obedience of Christ, which leads to righteousness. He's telling them, you're a slave no matter what. Just be wise in choosing your master. Because if you're going to say, I don't want Jesus, 
Jesus asks you, he says, take my yoke. He respects your will. Satan and Satan and the world doesn't respect your will. If you say no to the yoke of Jesus, sin is not going to come to you and say, hey, would you take my yoke, please? Sin will not do that. By default, sin, because it's a cruel master, is going to come and rule over you without asking you for even a permission. But thanks be to God, verse 17. Though you used to be slaves to sin, you have come to obey from the heart the pattern of teaching that has now claimed your... Uh, that means like you don't have a choice, right? Allegiance. You have been set free from sin to become... From slave to slave. Well, you have set us free from sin, Lord Jesus. Let's go party. No, 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 it doesn't work this way. You are set free from sin, but you are a slave to righteousness. Remember this today. You can say no to the yoke of Christ. That's up to you. But if you say no to the yoke of Christ, sin by default will put its heavy yoke upon you. And I think the story that we heard earlier, just a perfect example of what the yoke of sin will do. Satan will chew you up, take the best out of you, and leave you broken, feel filthy, feel guilty, feel unworthy, and even try to take your own life because Satan is such a cruel master. But today, Jesus the one who is equal to the Father has come down, has died on the cross, has redeemed you by his blood, and he's telling you, I love you. Would you come to me with your mess? Would you come to me with your burden, with your needs? Just come as you are. I am the only one who can give you rest. That rest, though, doesn't mean that you can go free, sleep, and do whatever you want. I will put my yoke upon you. You're going to be my servant, but this is not slavery. You're going to enjoy serving me because I am gentle and humble in heart. And my resurrection power will come inside of you and empower you to fulfill the very righteous requirements of the law of God. Amen? Amen. Can we close our eyes and pray? Remember, you're going to leave this building as slave no matter what. You might think that you're free, but sin is not going to let you do whatever you want. Uh, they can let you do whatever you want, but it's going to get you back. You're going to end up broken. You're going to end up guilty. You're going to end up being disgusted by yourself, want to take your own life because you're desperate, you're in depression. Sin is a cruel master. But there is a good master today. He's not your pal. He's not your friend. He's not your buddy. He's you still your master. You guys are with me? This is not my buddy, Jesus. This is still King Jesus. Yes. Amen? Yes. Yes. Lord Jesus. Master Jesus. He just want to be a master of every part in your life. And if you surrender to him... If you just completely surrender to him, only then you will truly have rest. Amen? Amen. That rest doesn't mean you're going to compromise God's law. That list means you're exactly going to do the very exact righteous requirement of the law of God. 
Just take a couple of minutes and pray. going to listen to that one song says when I survey that wondrous cross why why should you give yourself fully to Jesus because he already gave himself fully to you amen that song is one of my favorite when that's him is one of my favorite when I survey that wondrous cross on which the prince the prince of glory died my richest gain I count by loss and poor contempt and all my pride. Amen? It's when you look at Jesus, how much he loves you, how much he sacrificed for you on the cross. The one who's God's co-equal became nothing on the cross to open the door for you to become a child of God. If that is not going to compel you to surrender all to Jesus, I don't know if there's anything that will ever well. Amen? So with that, we just if you know the song, sing it. If you don't, just listen to the lyrics of the song.
usually don't do this, but I just feel like this is a good day to do it. If you're really willing to take the yoke of Christ, I want you to just raise your hands so we can pray for you today. But this is like a big commitment, but it's the best commitment you can make. I'm asking if you want to become, even if you're a Christian, you can become more serious in your walk with him. And if you're not, if you're one of these who are weary and heavy laden, today will be the day when you say, Jesus, I come to you to exchange my yoke. Take my heavy yoke and give me your light yoke. Come into my heart and change me. If that's you, we'll just take a minute or two and we'll pray a little bit more. Just raise your hand and we'll be praying for you. God, I pray for myself and for all my brothers and sisters here this morning. I pray that you will help us to come to you always, Lord, with all our burden and the heavy yokes that we foolishly choose to put ourselves under, Lord God. We choose sin and sin choose to crush us and then we end up being weary and heavy laden but i thank you this morning lord for your invitation just come to me not just the elite or the one who are suffering not very much it doesn't matter how bad we're suffering under sin all you who are weary and heavy laden and i will give you rest i thank you lord jesus that you are the rest giver there's no rest apart from you and today lord i with all my brothers and sisters i'm asking that you will help us to take your yoke upon us willingly, Lord. We just lay down the, the yoke of sin. We say in our hearts that we don't want to live like this anymore. We don't want to serve sin anymore. We choose today to serve you. To take your yoke upon us and learn from you every single day because you are gentle and humble at heart. In Jesus' mighty and matchless name, amen, amen. So um, let me dismiss us with the words of the benediction, and then um, we'll do a few minutes of the business meeting. I'm sorry, today we're just going over. We have so many things we usually don't do, but we'll, uh, we'll be quick. And then after that, we have the time of fellowship and uh, share a meal and enjoy a meal together in the fellowship hall. So stand with me. Let me just bless you with the words of this benediction. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ the only one who knows the Father equally, the only one who's, who can and able to give you rest, the only one who's inviting you today to take his yoke and learn from him because he is gentle and because he is humble at heart, the only one whose yoke is easy and his burden is rest, is, is light. Amen? May the grace of that Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God the Father and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all both now and forevermore. Amen? Amen. I would like for everybody to stay. If you don't want to, you don't have to, but please do stay. Barb, would you come and just give us a quick report or just me report about everything? What do you think? Okay, perfect. It's just a quick business meeting about what we did in 2019 and what we hope to do in 2020 and just keep you guys posted of what's going on. It is uh, 12.15. Hang out, Michael, if you can. If you have to go, you have to go. But hang out with us. We'll eat in a little bit if you can. If you can. <clears throat>
Oh yeah, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, including me. Okay. And how many are there? Uh, four maybe. I don't know. One. Me two. Me three. Four, Sister Laura. Okay. Which one thing we can talk about as well, real quick? Katrina, she can come if she can, or she doesn't have. She's gonna cook. <laughs> You want to sit with us, babe? Okay, perfect. So that will be a B5. All right, guys. We're just going to take... This is our annual meeting. Once a year, we sit down with you guys, just keep you informed about what's going on. Um, well, I'll give Barb's report miraculously. God was so good to us. Last year, we broke exactly even. Exactly even, which was absolutely fantastic. And in spite of the fact that the daycare that we rent to the church was uh, struggling and we had to lower the rent for them. God just provided and it's, it's another testimony to God's hand and his miracles. I wanna share with you a little bit about um, like the church and where we at spiritually and our uh, walk with God. So at least you can be informed and you can be praying um, and stuff like that. Let me first of all tell you a little bit about our denomination because many of you don't know. Uh, we belong to the Christian and Missionary Alliance. Uh, the Christian Missionary Alliance was founded over a hundred years ago. Uh, started in New York um, by A.B. Simpson who within few years there was so many churches under his ministry to the point that they decided ultimately to become a denomination. When I go out and I talk to people, um, we're, we're mainstream evangelical. We believe in the power of God and the gifts of the Holy Spirit and signs and wonders and healings. Our statement of faith on our church website, salvation is by grace alone through the blood of Christ. Nothing you can bring to the table. Mainstream Christianity when it comes to all of that. Um, we uh, have districts within our denomination. Our district, the Mid-Atlantic, cover Virginia, cover Delaware, cover uh, Maryland and Washington, D.C., and that's it. Um, yes, so four state, uh, Maryland, Delaware, Virginia, and Washington, D.C., four or, or three, whatever you count. We have about 50 churches in our district, and um, some are bigger than others. We're toward the small side. Actually, our church is under the redevelopment with the district because our church has been declining for a way long time ago, and we need to change that. Um, um, again, we have about 50 churches, and our district is planting a lot of churches. We're planting about five churches. Most of these church plants are among ethnic groups that if you look around, when you step out of the church, everybody around us is just from everywhere. So we have a lot of ethnic churches. We have a church plant for the deaf, which is uh, Washington, D.C. is one of the largest concentration of deaf people in the country. So we have a church plant for that. Um, all the money that you give to the church, portion of that goes to support the district and the church plant effort as well. In the alliance, we pay our missionaries. So in, in, a, in a few weeks, in in, in February, we're going to have a missionary coming to share with us. If you uh, are a full-time missionary with the Christian Mission Alliance, you get paid full-time, even though you live overseas and you minister overseas, you get paid. And I love that about our denomination. We don't ask you to raise your fund, and I think that's the right way of uh, doing mission. So if, if you decide to give to the church, uh, we encourage you to always give to international missions, to church planting, to the district, because it's all God's kingdom, right? It's not about our group. It's about the kingdom of God. Um, our church report, 2019 and looking into 2020, 
I was just reading, uh, this is from the minutes from last report, and the, the last paragraph here says, the pastor reports that by far his biggest concern is that we are not seeing people come to Christ. And um, I would say this statement is still true even a year later. Um, we tried a lot of things to witness this year. Um, we brought our brother from California who spent the weekend evangelizing with us. We did like the Easter service, the Christmas service, and New Year's Eve service. We tried to reach out to our neighbors. We do once a month kind of get together at the last Saturday of the month with the idea of inviting other people who are not Christians. I, for one, this summer alone, I knocked on every single door in Beulah Street from the church up here, the Episcopalian church, all the way to the Baptist church in the back probably hundreds of doors, I don't want to exaggerate, but whatever. All these subdivisions, every single one of them, I knocked on their door and I either talked with few of them, obviously, because most of the people don't answer or left them a track with the church information. I witness a lot at George Mason. I, I mean, I'm, I'm grateful you guys support me so I can be free to do the work of the ministry and that's an amazing blessing. Um, so that's kind of like what we did last year. I had few people who prayed with me to receive Christ, but the problem is, you know, to follow up with them and you don't see them coming. You don't see them like, I reach out to them again, try to see if they wanna study the Bible with me and you usually don't respond to that. And that's where things fall apart. Having said that, I'm just looking into 2020. Things need to change, right? Um, it, it's, uh, it's our calling, not just our church, but generally speaking, the church in general, in the world, is called to make disciples, right? Your, your purpose here on earth is not to know Jesus, because if your purpose is to know Jesus, the moment you get saved, Jesus will take you to heaven, because you can know him a whole lot better in heaven, right? The purpose of us being here on earth is not to know him, even though we need to know him, but to tell people about him. That's really why we're here. We need to to, to tell as many people as possible about Jesus who can give rest to the weary because we have a weary and heavy laden world outside and only Jesus can give them rest. Amen? So, I'm just going to give you some sort of commitment card because I don't want this to be just my job, which I, I should do a lot of it, but I think we all should participate in that. Uh, so, this is a commitment card. Um, let me have one, buddy. Um, so what I'm going to ask you to do is take it with you and bring it back next week. And I give you options here, but I want you to do whatever you feel like is right for you. Your personality and whatever you like. We have been trying to train on Sunday mornings about how to share the gospel. So you can use that and say, hey, this year I'm going to commit to share the gospel with three people, four people, one people, whatever. Or I'm going to start a new relationship with random strangers with the point of sharing the gospel with them in the next, in, in three months or something like that. Or you say, I just an introvert. I'm not going to do none of that to be honest, but I can pray. We all can do something, right? I can pray. So I'm going to commit to pray that number of hours per week or whatever. Or if none of that fits you and you have something else in mind, you just can specify that. Take this with you and bring it back to me if you want to. This is purely optional because I don't want to force you to do God's work. If you're not motivated, that's fine. I'm not going to come back and try to motivate you, right? It's, if you're not going to listen to the words of Christ, you're not going to listen to my words. I'm not trying to guilt you. I'm just saying I, I want this to be voluntarily. Jesus wants you to take the yoke voluntarily. I want you to serve him in the church voluntarily. Amen. So bring this next week if you want to. And um, I will hold you accountable to this. What I'm going to do is I'm going to actually give you a call or an email or something in March, June, September, every three months 
and December, and we're gonna see where you're at in that process. And I tell you, with technology, I'll put it in Google Maps, and they say, remind me to call whatever Barbin Marsh, Google will remind me, so I will be calling you, amen. Having said all of that, um, the status quo is not sustainable. We cannot continue like this. Even God provides resources, and we have the money to keep the church going. We need to see a move of God. We need to see a genuine move of God in our midst. So the status quo is not really sustainable, and we really need to pray, whether on Thursday evening or fasting and praying together, that God will do something in our church, particularly in this year. It's, it's kind of time for us to do or die, sink or swim. So Jesus needs to show up and do mighty things. Amen? So this is just my report. If you guys have any questions... You're welcome to ask, or you can meet with me afterward and ask private questions, whatever you choose. Okay. With that, let's close in prayer. And we have, again, fellowship in the back. Uh, so please don't run away and stay and hang out with us and share a meal if you, if you have the time to do so. Uh, Lord Jesus, we thank you that you have entrusted us with um, this part of your kingdom. And we ask you, Lord, that this year will be a year of visitation from heaven. In Jesus' mighty and matchless name. One last thing, I apologize, I forgot. Membership. We don't have a lot of members, but a lot of you guys come to church. Um, I want to encourage you to pray about becoming a member of the church. Um, if you're interested, just talk to me. The idea here is to be more committed to serve in this local body. That's, that's the whole idea, that we can count on you. That's the whole idea. It help us as a group, of, as a church, to count on you more. Know that this is your gifting, this is what you can do. I wanna encourage you to consider that. If you would like to, just talk to me about it and we'll, we'll figure it out as we go, amen? With that, you guys are dismissed. I love you in Jesus' name and hopefully I can hang out with you for a little bit, amen? What time is it? It is 12.26. 26. How are you, man? Good. No. How are you? I've heard so much about Same here, same here. Thank you. Thank you for everything. Oh, wow. Thank you. What, third of conversations is about her? <laughs> or something like it? Well, thank you. Oh my gosh, he feels so much about you. And that is so, I couldn't believe that you're here, but I'm so happy to meet you. I'm happy. Oh, same here, same here. How long are you staying? Um, we're headed to Phoenix tomorrow. So oh, tomorrow, okay, we have okay. To go pack. Oh, sure, sure, sure. Um, and then we'll be here for two weeks. Okay. And then I have to head back because my daughter's getting married. Oh, wow, okay, okay. So, um, Michael's talking about coming back with me. Right, right, right. And so, um, yeah, I'm excited. Oh, that's exciting times. Yeah. That's a lot of fun. That's awesome. Look how yeah. smiling he is. He <laughs> doesn't, doesn't smile that much. <laughs> oh, sure. Yeah, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. No big deal. No worries. We'll put it in the church. They called me and they all confirmed my signature and right. I didn't respond. So they just got no worries, man. Things happen. That's not a big deal at all. That's so good to see you. Yeah. Awesome, yeah, awesome. Maybe. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, uh, I, I couldn't help it. Ah, uh, that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I love I'm that. I'm happy about that. Happy oh, that's sweet. Oh, wow. A different person that I've encountered since Isn't she I've beautiful? Been here. Wow. Oh, I, I, is, that a, is that a trick question? <laughs> You're mighty lady of God. Oh, that's the word. Amen. Amen. I'm, I'm happy that we found a home here. Oh, I'm so glad to hear that. Yeah. 
so I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, we won't be here a lot, though. No, no we worries. We travel so much. Oh, you know what? I pray for you all the time. Here or not here, I pray for you. Just let me know when you're in town and we'll get together, that's all. Yeah, yeah, no worries, no worries. Yeah, it has been. And then, you know, like, you get back home, you've been to the house and get home, and like, she hasn't been there, and I don't want to go nowhere. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Cozy home. Oh, that's awesome, you guys. Wow. Good to yeah. see you, man. Yeah, like some numbers came and That was a good testimony from Oh, my gosh. Very moving. Very moving. Just God's redemption. And honestly, it energizes me when, like, because this is like, you go out and see, that's what you want to see ultimately. You know what I mean? That's a testimony. Right. It's like, man, that's amazing. Yeah. Like, how God can redeem and pick up people who are like, and this happens to us too. It's not like, oh, we're better or anything like that. Just God's grace is, 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 is amazing. Yeah. We have a great God. Yeah. Man, that's awesome. Hey, babe, let me uh, keep on. Michael wants you to meet somebody. She's my wife oh, for yeah. seven years. Happy to be here. Oh my gosh, so much fun to have you guys. So do you live here or do you live elsewhere? I live here. I had to leave for a little while, but I'm back. Starting um, full time March, my daughter's getting married. February twenty seventh. I didn't know she was moving here. Yeah. Oh, 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 she never said left. It's awesome and a little nerve wracking. Yeah, yeah. So I've been helping with the planning, but yeah. and my family all lives in Florida for the most part. Yeah. Oh, sure, okay. sure. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but I'm happy to come back. I've missed it here. I've missed somebody here. <laughs> but I am um, elated that we found. You oh guys, my gosh, you guys are awesome. Yeah, I look forward to coming back. Yeah. Yeah. I love this guy to pieces. Oh, yeah. so, so much of my friend. I love it. Yeah. That's awesome. I'm wonderful. That you've discovered. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. yeah. But Phoenix is soon will move over here, you know? Yeah. The Phoenix yeah. is thought. Yeah. And then I got yeah. stuff yeah. over here. I said, I nice can't stay over to here. Right, 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 right. To get things going. Right. But it's so much going on over there. Right. We had to hire another person over there. Oh, that's so awesome. Wow. Over there. So nice problem. It's right, right. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah a, I could, it's I could a have a work. You could have the opposite <laughs> problem. It's like yeah. I have to fire people. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or there's nobody. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. That's right. So during right. so the wintertime, you know. I'm over there mostly. And during the summertime, I'm here in smart, spring. Smart man. Why? I think Why? you should do winter here. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of love winter there. New Yorker. So I. Don't mind the weather at all. Yeah. But he has this is mild so compared time. to New York. <laughs> yeah. In well, Canada. I mean, the weather right now is gorgeous. This I mean, is better here than it is over there. Yeah. Yeah. So, but it'll be interesting the next couple of weeks. That's awesome. work and daughter's wedding coming up, and we have lots going on. But it's it's great. Yeah. Look busy. Yeah. Look yeah. busy. That's wonderful. Yeah. It's a happy busy. time. Yeah. That's awesome. Hit me up when you hit when you when you're back in town. Yeah, yeah, I'm leaving. Talk or something. When, we, when we leave, six morning. Tomorrow morning, yes, we we board at six twenty-five. You want to get coffee before you go? And no, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I won't wake up. I won't wake up. I wouldn't do that. Even if you have the time. I am not. I am not. And I love you and everything, but no, no, thank you. Yeah, the 
like like last week, last Sunday we had to go to Charlottesville. Sure. Because my family had to see Oh, oh that's back. right. That's right. Yes, yeah. I had to see That's yeah, awesome. Yeah, my mom, she's 90 going on 19. I can't, wow. I, I, I said, I think the Lord that that's I have awesome. her energy. Man, Head full of hair, still cooks. Don't mess wow. with her kitchen. Wow. Oh, she keep that kitchen nice. <laughs> At 90? We're, we're, <laughs> we're hiring somebody. <laughs> Anybody can have my kitchen. <laughs> yeah, she's still a safe nurse. That's awesome. I, I've never seen her look better. Good for you, man. Yeah, I mean, you you are what you are because of her prayers, right? Oh, yeah. That's it. No oh, this woman's yeah. prayer. That's the little yeah. rascal right there. <laughs> That's my kids. Micah, and this is the littlest one, Sila. Sila. That was a great testimony. That was deep. That was great. Man, he, man, he got a job. You guys are welcome to run out. Sure, sure. I have so many things. Of course, I understand. Of course. Oh my gosh, and I'm here. Have a safe trip, and we'll see you guys when you're back full time. Awesome, Thanks. Hit me up when you're back. Uh oh, look, look, look. Mike, are you a preacher? Are you a preacher, Mike? Tell people about Jesus. I need a Bible. <laughs> okay. Come on, Sheila, let's go eat, you guys. Come on. <laughs> uh oh, what is that? Oh, guess what you got for you, Sheila? <laughs> Thank you. Good to meet you. My name is Lourdes. Okay, nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Thank 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 you. God's redeeming love is amazing. And let me tell you, uh, I put everything, I did not prepare anything. That's amazing. He just came and I said. You can't help it. You can't help it. His grace is just amazing. I cut it, but it, uh, it is hard to go to because it's a long story right, since right. I started. In. Right. Daddy, can I keep this? You can. But I share what the Lord put in Amen. my mouth. We love it. We love it. And honestly, it's just so moving. So moving. And yeah. Anytime you want to share anything, just let me know. Just five minutes before you come like this. I don't care. You know what? God can do what he wants. We're not going to like... I worked, in a, I worked in a church my last year of school when they timed the service to the second and the minute. I'm like, forget that. Do you remember when, uh, when Irene and Tony asked us to testify in the conference and okay. they give us three minutes? They were counting, and I was like, what am I going to say? Yeah, time and down, stop watch. One, two, three, go. And then, and then she wanted to share about how my family got saved, because all, only one brother and one sister had that. Right. Say. right. But, uh, and she wanted me to share that and talk about fasting and prayer. I didn't have time. That's three minutes. <laughs> 50 seconds for fasting and 20 <laughs> seconds prayers. No, but this morning when I was praying, I, I yeah. just yeah. Not yeah. You guys are hanging out with us, or are you going? Just eat. Yeah. I'll, I'll come and get it. Oh, I don't care. I don't care. We'll just hang out. Come on, Micah. Let's go eat. I love it, Micah. What is it? It's a book about Christmas. It tells people about Jesus and Christmas. I already have a book, but I want an extra copy. Because that's my old book. Like, like, I didn't like it. So I like 
this one even better. Awesome, Micah. I'm going to do a coffee meal. Let's go. Let's go eat. Let's see if Dr. Gibbons want to hang out with us. What? Say, open the eye. Uh oh, the necklace is still there. Dr. Gibbons, would you like to stay, or do you want me to take you home first, or what would you like? I, I don't know what's your schedule or what you have to do. So I don't want you to know. Like, okay, go ask We're gonna eat. Yeah. Okay. Aren't we supposed to? Yes. I, I didn't. Oh, that's right. And we need to, need to do that. <laughs> we'll eat and then we'll do that. I forgot. Okay, perfect, perfect. I, mean, I, I don't know. I mean, whatever. No, you know? no, no. I forgot. I forgot. That works. Let's eat and then we'll uh, we'll do things together. That works. Thank <laughs> you. 
sit down with your colleagues. That's right. That's right. Who's that? Oh, did she tell you the sequence of her best friends? No. The first one is who? Who's your best friend? Oh, um, what's his name? I'm running this. Your friend? Uh, Wilbur. Wilbur's number one. Is Jimmy number two? And who's number three? Miss Yolanda, who's number four? Mercedes. Mercedes and Steve, okay. You're number four in here. You brought up the next one. Who's number one? Wilbur. Wilbur. Oh, he's two. Me too? I'm number two. He's number two. I I should be two. You guys are ready to eat? Yeah. <coughs> what, my love? I got this. Okay, it's okay. Let me have it and I'll give you two, okay? So you don't have to worry about it. Okay. Hey, Barb, do we have a... Oh, a Is that it? Would that be free? Oh, you got it? Um, actually, let's do this. Uh, I can take a race. Oh, so we're good here? Or? Oh, Betty, you made your eggs. Yeah. Oh, good. <laughs> oh, 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 what is all oh, these goodies? That's a shark, man. How's life treating you? It's good. Good. It's like a machine. Uh, but it's good. It's good. Starts this Monday, but I started the schedule a week early just to get into it. Right, right, right. Right. Oh, good. Pizza at six. I read until work. Go back and read till eight. Okay. Do you have like any sort of social life? Or do you have uh, I had breakfast today with some church friends that I haven't seen in a long time. Okay. Don Manassas. Um, and then I just have to schedule it like when I can. Right, right, right. So right. is that? Save money. That's I, awesome. You know, hey, that's awesome. What, my love? That's just to put the hot stuff on the plastic table. Yeah? Bread? Yes, you can have some bread. Yeah, you can have that. Hey, baby. Okay. Who cooked that other than you on barbecue? Uh, you can ask. This is Regina. I'm not yeah. sure. It's chicken divine. Okay. And I don't know about that. chicken divine. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, nothing has nuts in what you made, Barb, right? Nothing has nuts. Okay. Yeah, yeah, Chicken, does it have any nuts? No nuts. It does have panko on the top. What's panko? Panko is like a, a very crisp Japanese breadcrumb okay. that I sauteed in butter. Okay, okay, perfect, perfect. But yeah, it's got a Sauvignon Blanc, but it cooks out. And is that called uh, chicken divide? It's chicken. <laughs> <laughs> chicken divide. <laughs> <laughs> Look at this. 
card in that deck. What card? A card, my card. Oh, let's look. Let's look right now. Okay. Okay. Okay, let me fix you a plate, my love. Alright, so what is this? Meatballs or what is that? It is meatballs. I'm gonna cut the line. No, you're not. For, for the sequel? No. The little children. Yeah. No. <laughs> you're doing that for yourself. <laughs> yeah, you can sing it. You can go over there and sing it. But wait, wait till people sit down and eat so everybody can hear you. <coughs> so this is meatballs or what is that? That's uh, meatballs, tomato sauce. What can the kids eat, babe? Can you help me? Um, can you help me with the kids' plates? Yes. I'll help these two and the uh, dish for everybody. Okay. So I want chili. You want what? <laughs> you want chili? Okay. Jessica, do you want, do you want? Do you want chicken or do you want meat? Just chili. You want chili? That's, that's enough yeah. for now and then. Okay. You want that's some of your chips? Yeah. So that's on the rice or in the bowl? Yeah, on the rice. Yeah. Yeah. Put some cheese on it. It's right down here. I give you some of everything, my love. Chili and uh, some other things. Sour cream. Sour cream on it. <laughs> here you go. Love. I have rice, I have wheat. Right. Is she sitting over here? Yes. Okay, there you go. Okay. Here you go. I have uh, spoons for everybody. Spoons is better than forks. Uh, Another fork just in case. Eat, Sila. <laughs> I hope they go. I hope they're all right. I'm just. I, I don't know why I'm shocking. I'm only kidding. <laughs> I'm only kidding. <laughs> I'm only kidding. <laughs> I'm only kidding. 
I'll get you water, my love. I'll get you water. This is so good, Barb. The people think. Hold up. I want to try this chicken divine. Okay. That would be good because I'm afraid that. Uh, oh my gosh. I just didn't know where to put it. Goodness, this is so good. You're supposed to make all the I told her she's from the southern restaurant. I skipped the right. This is southern? Yeah. Well, it's actually from New York City. From um, Chef Lagasse in the 30s created chicken divan and it kind of became an American favorite. Whoever made it, God bless them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whoever came up with it. Let me get water. Can mommy take you? Can take her back to the party? This is your seat. Yeah. Number one, you're still going to follow up on that. Mm. See? Mm. The other thing I just wanted to tell you on your phone, I probably won't hand it in, but I just wanted to tell you the one thing I do, like um, where I go to the coffee shop, you know, things like this. I, right. put, I put them up on the bullet board. Awesome, the awesome. So I think probably hundreds of people read that's it. Wonderful. So that's my commitment. Now, my question to you, <clears throat> should I call like the administration in the house and they should tell me what to do or what? I really don't know because I don't okay. live there. Tom lives there. Okay. I will um, figure it out. Okay. I'll, um, I'll call and just see what's going but on. But when you do it, I'm, I'm going to come to the service. <laughs> yeah, okay. Of course. I'm going to let you know. Yeah, I give you water. It's right there. 
for sausage bar. Wait. Um, it's, but it came with like a combination. combination. Mm. 2,000 reviews and like almost five stars. We still haven't found any sausage flavored products. Not yet, not yet. <laughs> Hello, Tammy. Yeah. When I was over at Choppers, I bought some Howie coffee from the island, Howie and Hawaiian. It's a vanilla macadamia nut. And I liked it enough, I didn't have to put cream in it. Wow. Oh my gosh, Patty, these eggs are great. These eggs are awesome. I make them? That's a lot of work, you say. No more chili? Oh, yeah, I can get the work goes into the taste. Mm -hmm. so I I 
For his ministry yeah. financially, oh, like yeah. three, four women, that's it. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah. Like him and two guys, yeah. and the women are providing for all of for the son so of God. He had this, his stuff, you know, which is really a lot of Try to push it inside, and she go and looks and like help me all the time. He loves daddy. Your little helper. <laughs> it's really like something when you see like pure intentions. You know she has no reason behind all of this, and she just really needs it. Right. I mean. I, I can't explain it. I know. I've got two sons. She didn't bother her head. She like a little pinky one. Well, because nobody's here. She knows how to do something. Let me ask Walter. Okay. 
But when she was born, no, no, right now, let me just talk to the lady over here. Give me one second. Come on. Do you want me to uh, text them for you to see what time they're here? I was telling you like that. Okay, no, not to worry. Okay, okay. Yeah, Hang out with you. us. Come Please eat. Come eat with us. Can I have a meal? Please, come join us. I, I may mention you. Hi. Say hi. Hi, beautiful. We've got chili, deviled eggs. Please, help cream. yourself. Come on, share that meal with us. Come on, a little bite. Where's Kezia? No, we're not going to color right now, my love. My love? That's good. I, I just wanted to see Kezia, my love. We're good. Thank you, Micah. Just want to make sure we see Kezia. <laughs> Jimmy! Uh, go have some. Awesome, man. Big plans for the rest of the day. Just go home and uh, sleep. Cook for the rest of the week. Yeah, okay. Meal prepping. Meal prepping. You're the, you're the guy. You're going to cook this food? Is it your turn? No, we, like, we do the stuff for the week. Okay. Put them in containers. So we have lunch every day. Uh, you go to work. I just find jobs. <laughs> oh, sorry, babe. I'm working. <laughs> Just put it in the instant pot and then um, put it in the like separate So you like cook for the whole thing all at once? Oh wow, I thought like you just plan it and then you cook it as you go. No, we cook for the whole week. Oh, that's actually really smart. Yeah, so we put one lunch right. in a container, you know, and, so and you just, just grab pack the container it and in, in the morning. That's pretty smart, actually. Yeah. Right, then you have the whole week to yourself, you don't have to worry about like... Then when you get home in the evening, it's like... If I leave to work at five, right. to get on the train and get home, it's at least six. Right. And yeah, that's that's actually smart. And we like order food and go. Right. You spend a lot of money and you can jump to it. Yeah. It's like no. 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 Yeah, it's 50, that's, that's insane. Wow. Yeah. Uh, so that's a, that's a brilliant idea. Oh, I used to do it pretty religiously, but now I get away from it. Be by yourself. I like when I was by myself, I'm just like, I can't cook and I can't do all of this stuff, but I'm not gonna stay home by myself, bored yeah. out of my skull to do this stuff. I'm just here. Trying to get back into an Right. Oh, good luck to you, buddy. Thank you. Cook all this food and make sure you cook yourself some beef. <laughs> and it's funny, I see yesterday we did the food shop and then the plan was to get something to make for today. Oh, you're fine. I'm worried. We're going to make some Indian, like an Indian. We need to do, let's do an international thing one day. I'll have. Uh, 
Maybe I'll see when mom's coming and we can try to do like uh, international beer thing. I think that would be awesome. I just heard international food because I think it would be brilliant. Like, like, I can cook German, I can bring Egyptian, I can bring like. Uh, oh, oh, yeah. Well, I can bring that. That's whiskey. I think Aaron, Aaron brought prepusas on New Year's or Christmas party. Like if Justine is here, Sierra Leone. Oh, that's right. That's right. Like, yeah, we've got like a lot of different like. Let's let's plan on. Let's plan on. The plan with them is bring that Indian kind of chip. Right. Totally brain I know nothing about that. <laughs> 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 when it comes to food, there is absolutely no room for mistakes. Anyway. <laughs> right, yeah. We'll get it right next week. I'm teasing, I'm teasing, I'm teasing her. <laughs> I'm teasing her. <laughs> and you make sure you bring beef. Whatever you bring, beef, please. Bring some hot pot. Yesterday when we were fasting, so I didn't drink my normal coffee, and then I ate at five, and then after that I had three shots, which like I usually do. But then I was still tired because it's all scheduled, so I got another shot, and I was awake two thirty in the morning. I could not sleep. <laughs> two thirty in the morning. I am just wired. I can't sleep. I had four shots at like six or seven, something like that. Oh my goodness, I could not sleep. I was like, I need to rest so tomorrow I can know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I was waiting for that. It wasn't for the coffee yesterday, I was like tired, but I, I overdid it. Like, if I had the three, it would be fine. That's my standard drink. Four water really pushed me way over the limit. And late in the day, I usually have it at about two, twelve, one, something like that. Yeah, we had decaf last night. Right. Good, yeah, yeah. Oh man, I was 2.30 late in the bed. I'm like, man, I'm just wired. I'm, I don't want to sleep. <laughs> it's crazy. Oh, goodness. Awesome, man. All right, let's be in touch. Let's fast on Saturday, and then we'll uh, catch up the Saturday after. Awesome. Lord bless you. Awesome. Awesome. Lord bless you guys. Are you playing with your second best friend? The second in rank? Ah, you're eating your meatballs. That's good. I'm running to Starbucks. Take care. Take No, no, no. Oh, it's good. I'm good. <laughs> okay. Okay, you sure? Latte or double or something? No, no, I am. I had coffee. You drink coffee? Yeah. You still? Okay. Yeah. 
every morning, but it's black now. Mm. Drink it black. I feel like a grown man. You just make it in the regular. Yeah, Mr. Coffee. Okay. You don't need to start like that. No, no, I'm just my, we, oh, my parents are so bougie. They buy so much stuff. Yes. Okay, buddy. Have a seat for like two minutes. I want to show you a couple of things and then tell me what you like. All right, let me show you what's here. Oh, let me get you in a smoke. One second. Okay. Yeah, nice from last week. We have, we always have something. We'll, um, I'm just gonna show you what's there. Market. Okay, search marketplace. So, filter. You can filter by the price. I think Camrys what is the maximum price, buddy? I don't care. We said they didn't want to go. We had a nice one for 14 something. 14, so like 14, 15? Let's go to 1400. Yeah. Okay. Hey, Barbara. Can't find them. The what? The Korean. Well, they took our cookies. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, Tom. Oh, no, you had some car. I told you I didn't want no 8,000. Yeah, yeah, no, no. Alright, so. 875. This is 2000. Check the Corolla sedan. Has 156,000 miles. I think a car like this, buddy, honestly, oh, will yeah. serve you good for 875. This is 1200. We can go look at it, yeah. but you just have to tell me, okay, let's go look at this and then we can go look at it. So like, <laughs> I think like a small card like the one you had, yeah. um, That's about like 500, 600, uh, up yeah. to a thousand or something, like see this one, yeah. 900. It has a lot of mileage on it. We can take it to, we can take it to the mechanic. We can have them take a look at it, make sure that they're gonna like run good with you at least for for a while, and that will be it. You know what I mean? <laughs> so whenever you want, we can look at this stuff. So we can try to look this week. We can try to look next week. Whatever. So there is always available. Yeah, Whatever you want, you can say, okay, let's go look at this. It's Friday, I get to pick my glasses up. Okay. I just have to get a neighbor. You want me to call these people for you? Yeah, if you would like. You, you want me to? Yeah, okay. you would like. <laughs> yeah, let me uh, reach out to these people and just see what kind of... Uh, what kind of cards they have and uh, we can take it to the mechanic and if you like it we can i mean 
we, we're just gonna see what the mechanic says. We have to take it to a mechanic and just make sure that yeah. it's no big no big, no big, no big problem. But that goes, I mean, I have, like, you know, I got a doctor in the Mm-hmm. You gotta make a dog. Right, point. right. I've got three or four things. And yeah, you can. You can. You can. You can. You can. It's too expensive. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, let's. Um, not to mention the fact that you just feel like you're always trapped there. You just can't leave the place. You just, you know what I mean? You have to have somebody. So, yeah, all okay. the time. <laughs> get on okay, I'll look. I'll look into more of the stuff for you. Um, We'll see what's going on. Okay. We'll look and I'll let you know. Okay. Okay. Up to like what, 1200 you said or something like that? Yeah. 1000? That's fine. I don't even care as long as I know it's going to be okay. Serve you good. Okay. Perfect. That's, that's what counts. Okay. Yeah, because it's... That's fine <laughs> someone go to the store. I have to call mm. Right. And that's all I'm doing. Right. It's crazy. Money. Yeah, that's... It's, it's yeah, too expensive. Yeah, too expensive. I'll look into all this stuff, Betty, and I'll let you know when I call you the first day or before that. If I, if I have any leads before, I'll let you know. I'm going to bring you Dr. Gibbons' laptop. Okay. And I'm going to go get his coffee. Okay. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Barb. I would have not gone, but Katrina really needs her coffee. Go so before you get into trouble. I, that's why, I, well. Is this, where should we watch this? Mm-hmm. Oh, the other one. Yeah. That's part of marrying a, de- a demanding wife. I am so <laughs> So when I come back, I talk to the district and say, well, you like Katrina. We have to take him. And they're like, yeah, you're stuck You have to. Brother, how are you? Um, I haven't seen him, but he might be somewhere I haven't seen him, but yeah. Right, right, we're supposed to be at 1.30. That's right. Okay, he's probably still going his way.
keep going over for you. That will mess you guys no, up. Next, next week we have classes. What time? At one. At one? one. Okay. Because we can finish at 12.30 and we can meet like 15 minutes before the classes or something like that. Uh, okay, no problem. But uh, I would like to talk to you about the... We need the church for Saturday 28. Okay. Uh, what time? Uh, from 6 to 9.30. In the morning or in the evening? In the night. In the At night? night? For your group. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, give me the date again. Saturday. Saturday, the last Saturday of the month. 25th? Yes. We have um, <clears throat> something going on at the church during that time. Uh, what time? Midnight? So, yes, yeah, 7 o'clock. Um, we need only this area. Okay. The youth will have classes with Dr. Uh, Pastor Castro. Okay. And they will have games. And they will have, what time? What time again? Uh, uh, at 7 o'clock till 9.30. Just this area, we don't need this. Right, right. Let me think about it. Can you do it so you can finish at 7? No. Like 4 to 7 or something like that? Uh, I, I can talk to Pastor Castro, but uh, he, he <laughs> decided that this year the youth group is going to be attending here. Right, right, right. Every sat uh, last Saturday of each month. Right. And then we come here to do the meeting with the, the June So last of Saturday of every month usually is difficult because we usually have something going on last Saturday of every month. Well, if, if uh, it's, it's going to be difficult, then we have to change all the schedule for the three churches because uh, they want to be uh, with the youth people. Right. Two week, two two Saturdays in Arlington, two Saturdays in Manassas, and one Saturday in Franconia. Can we do like third or second or it's only the last Saturday that doesn't uh, work. Let me talk to Pastor Castro okay. and, and see. If can because if you guys me. want, <clears throat> I have something going on the 18th, I have something going on the 25th here, I have churches already in place. So, <clears throat> the only, do you have any Saturday open? Yes, usually Saturdays are open, Yeah. except 
the, the, the 18th and the 25th. Okay. But usually Saturdays are open. I might have a church eventually, an Alliance church that's going to come on Saturday, but so far I'm not sure about that. Mm -hmm. But if you want to do the first here, that's fine. The, first. Like the, the weekend after. Okay. So instead so of the 25th, you come the first. The first. Okay. That's fine. That's open. I will. Oh, I will no, it's not. We have a mission conference here. Okay. It's, it seems like usually vacant. There's nothing going on. Like, see, mm -hmm. there's just prayer. Nothing here. All that is open. Uh, on the 15th, can 15th, we have it yes. for a marriage conference for the day, day of love? Yeah, yeah, you can have that. Okay, Saturday in the, evening, in the evening. In the evening. Yes. And also it's only this area. That's not the no, if, if you're in the church, you use the whole church. Mm -hmm. Because I don't like to have two groups at the same yeah. time. Because at least mm -hmm. the noise and people can distract each other. Yes, um, the 15th should not be a problem. Pretty much every Saturday is not a problem. Mm -hmm. It's just okay. happened that these few Saturdays... And the last Saturday of every month, we usually have fellowship here mm -hmm. at the church. So last Saturday is usually tough. But any other Saturday should work until okay. I hear from sure. the other Alliance I will church. talk to Pastor Castro today <clears throat> Okay. to let him know that uh, we have to change the, Saturday, the last Saturday to another Saturday. Okay. Right, right. Any other Saturday should work for mm -hmm. now. Okay. I'm waiting to hear from another Alliance mm -hmm. church that one is this church here on Saturdays. But till that happens, or if you want to come and leave early, come early, leave early, that's fine too. Because yeah. there is nobody in the church at that time. No. The thing is, uh, like you understand, we were taking all youth to go to Anasas. Right, right, right. And we have seven youths. Uh, right, right. And only two were attending. Right. So the pastor decided we, we, That's we go to Franconia and we want to take uh, right. uh, our ministry there. I mean, if you want to like shoot on <clears throat> starting February 8th, the church will be available pretty much every Saturday except the last Saturday of the month. Okay. Again, till I hear back from mm -hmm. that other pastor and then we'll okay. see what's going on. So, Having another Saturday, I think that they can arrange Perfect. things. So just let me know and okay. we, can, we can work yeah. it out. And so even the 15th, when you let me know... Next Sunday at 12.15. Uh, um, so we finish at 12.30. So okay. come at 12.30, 12.40, just 10, 15 okay. minutes together. That's all. And also, I, uh, I would like to uh, uh, have a meeting with the leaders of the okay. American, uh, Hispanic Church. Okay. And that will be from 12.30 to 1. Could be in this room, right. any room. That's, that's fine, yeah. Just usually, um, <clears throat> is that every Saturday, every Sunday or what? Uh, it's going to be every Sunday for five Sundays because we have 12 leaders. Right. It's, it's, I, it can be here. I don't we, care. That's, that's mm -hmm. fine by me. Mm -hmm. The thing is, um, we'll work it out. Just okay. We'll work it out. Also mm -hmm. Only from 12.30 to 1 and right. only for five Sundays. Okay. That's, uh, we'll work it out. Just come and uh, even if we pull one of these curtains and you guys can use one okay. of these small things, that's fine. If I need, uh, Walter is going to be busy. Right. Since uh, next week. Right, right, right. If I need to communicate with you, it's better to text you or call you? Uh, Text, call, whatever works for you. It's, okay. I, it should be all the same. Okay, I appreciate it. If you don't hear from me, though, like if you text me or mm -hmm. call me and I don't answer, and within a day you don't hear from me, call me back. Okay. I usually right. should be like responding quicker. All right. But if you don't hear from me in a day, right. just call I'm me back. Busy. No, no, okay. no. I, it, this is important, so I don't want you to wait. If you don't hear from me in one day, just let me know. Call, call me back. Thank you very much. God bless you. Thanks. Um, so, so next week they're gonna have classes at one. Okay. So I told them we can meet at like one forty or something like that. Okay. After our church and before their classes. Yeah. Okay. If Walter, I told the other brother, but if Walter is here, just let him know uh, he's not here. Okay, babe, I'm going. Okay, I'll be back in a little bit.
Micah, come with me. I'm taking Micah back. Okay. Jimmy, I'm taking Micah with me. So if you leave, just let the female know that the girl. You're gonna come with me on the way home. Okay? Just let your finger know that the girls are here to start. Give it to Katrina. Thanks, buddy. No, that's too far. We need to come back to clean. How are you, buddy? Look at that beautiful day. Beautiful day, isn't it? You need to buckle you. Come on, Micah. Look, it's fucking hot in here. It's hot, yes. Okay, you're gonna sleep. I'll wake you up when you come back to church. coming uh, people from the Hispanic church are coming but some people are leaving some people are coming they're <coughs> gonna be really cold now At the Starbucks? Yeah. Mm. You can think about it. 
it's it, it, it makes that noise that is so annoying. 